0: The Packers have played their four quarters. Now it's time for the fifth quarter. Live from the Stadium View Bar and Grill on Holmgren Way, here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the fifth quarter. One word describes that here one. Right here. Ouch. Okay. Thank you. Packers fall to the Steelers at Heinz Field. 31-28. Walked off on a field goal of 53 yards from Chris Boswell in a game that had all kinds of excitement and for 14 and a half point underdogs I was really worried about this Packer team after the shutout loss to the Ravens how would they respond would there be any fight left well there was as they went back to Mike McCarthy's Pittsburgh macho kind of hometown and
0: gave the Steelers all they wanted and more it was an
1: entertaining day but they came up short and now playoffs precariously on the perch for the now five and six Packers got a lot to talk about we'll go into the locker rooms hear from the guys break down all of the big plays the calls that a lot of people are talking about today and we're going to visit with one of the on this Packer team this year ladies and gentlemen he just walked in Justin McCray, Packer offensive lineman going to be joining us live here tonight alongside as usual Matt Z. hello Matthew hello 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 I don't know where to begin Brett Huntley's Big-time performance. He was good. Defense did yeah. things, taking it away. Could have maybe had a couple of extra turnovers, yeah. Just, I think, the the veteran-entrenched playmakers of the Steelers, the three Bs, Ben, Brown, Bell, proved to be just a bit too much.
2: I know for Packers fans, it's really, really tough to see that loss last night, but how fun was it to watch Antonio Brown? I mean, he's so good. He Just to watch good. him at his craft. We saw
1: Julio, like in the championship game last yeah. year, go crazy. And he and Brown, I think, are 1-2, 1-A, 1-B. Yeah, you can have that argument if you want. Yeah. But, you know, Brown made, you know, a couple of touchdown grabs. Uh one was catch easy, on the sideline. Yeah, but the one before his one-yard catch, yeah. leaping grab with house all over him, yes. I thought ridiculous. Yeah, and the one that set up the game when he field goal was absolutely marvelous to watch.
2: Also, did everybody think that that hit from Watt on Hundley should have been flagged? Should it have been? Are you kidding me? I have not. You know what? I was. That guy was like a missile helmet to helmet into Hundley. Mike McCarthy said after the game that threw him all off uh, because yeah. he was
1: worried about his quarterback. Uh, they were late getting the second down play in. And then, you know, Jamal Williams didn't quite get it and went out of bounds rather than stay in bounds. So a couple I... of seconds were saved, even with all of that. Even with all of that. Sure. Vogel does his job with a 53-yard rocket. And then Brown makes a 25-yard catch that is just probably only he can make. And they get in position, kick the game winner. It was that close. I really liked the grit the Packers showed in that game. I I liked a a lot of things about it. I think one of the key differences that separated this one was pressure. Was pressure. Four sacks to one. Mike Daniels got the only sack for the Pack. Huntley was under duress a lot. Packers only hit Roethlisberger twice. Uh, and, you know, the Packers had three sacks allowed and five dropbacks in a span in the third quarter. When they had two possessions leading by seven with a chance to go up more, uh, the first couple led to the decision Mike McCarthy's getting railed on today, and that's kicking the, the 57-yard field sure, sure. rather than pinning him deep and forcing the Steelers to drive. But quite honestly, if they weren't taken away, they weren't
2: stopping him. So Right, and. You can't, you can't, Nostradamus, what that punt is going to look like, right? I mean, as a fan, you watch that and say, yeah, we can pin him inside the five, and they're not going to be able to drive. But what if it's three and out and you get it right back on the five? What if it's a bad snap? You don't know what's going to happen. You know, you don't. Uh,
1: And then uh, the other, you know, they got the stop, and then another three and out, uh, and it was just tough. But uh, you know what? That was a really entertaining ball game. Had a lot of fun in Pittsburgh. And we'll talk about the weekend that was in the Steel City. It seems like I'm still there, actually.
2: Yeah, I know that you haven't slept, right? You've just been sort of going, 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 going. Well, I caught a little... Barely made your flight this morning. Actually, I
1: woke up and uh, I was in Atlanta for some reason this morning. (laughs) Uh, Really? Really? I'm not kidding. Were you off the plane or still on it when no, you I realized was, you were in Atlanta? No, yeah, I was on uh, How did on that the happen? Yeah, yeah, well, that's just kind of where I had to go. Right. Uh, but anyways, plane, trains, and automobile day to get back here in time to do this show. So, uh, 31-28, Packers fall to the Steelers. We'll get to the locker rooms. Yeah, the condiment locker rooms at Heinz Field. <laughs> yes, uh, where head coach Mike McCarthy almost sounded out of breath when um, the Steelers took his breath away with that walk-off
3: win. Offensively, you know, we, we hit the big plays. We, we were able to stay balanced. Took care of the football. Uh, that was a focus coming in here, breaking tackles. Uh, defensively, want to take away battle clearly, but I, I thought that, you know, we we, we had too many missed tackles. It was probably the one negative in special teams. You know, tough some tough penalties at the end. But our guys battled. They fought. Um, fully confident to come in here and get this win tonight. we we're, we're just we were short. We're short there. So that's where we are we're at six losses we clearly understand where we are in the season so uh, we need to get back late tonight and get things cleaned up tomorrow and, and uh, get on to Tampa Bay
1: yeah they got back actually early in the morning and now right. are already pointing toward the Buccaneers Sunday at Lambeau Field and we talked about Brett Hundley boy he made some plays three TD passes they actually accounted for 148 of his 265 passing yards and he bounced back big time from his sport turnover day against Baltimore
4: I'm not going to let one game define me, I'm not going to let one game define my career, and I won't. You know, I I think the name of the game is you got another opportunity each and every week and you got to come with your best foot forward. You know, I I didn't like my performance last week and um, I'm going to try to make sure to the best of my ability it never happens again, but um, I just want to give this team an opportunity to win and I feel like we're close.
1: We are really close. But not. Close enough. And he did give the team an opportunity to win.
2: Yeah, and he really showed something last night, right? I mean, it would have been easy for a young kid like that to really get down on himself after just being terrible against Baltimore and come out in Pittsburgh. Oh, you're hearing everyone saying, oh, they're going to win by 30, this, this, this. But he came out. He was on fire. It, it was he one of those things.
1: All right. The Steelers busted a cover and Randall was wide sure. open. But... Huntley found him.
2: Yeah, and that's a got, key. Yeah. You still have to
1: make the play. And he made the play. And yeah. I thought that was big to set him up for the rest of the game. I thought Mike McCarthy had a smart plan. Let's pound the ball with Jamal Williams and carry the ball balance lot. all lot. They long, had yep. balance on offense with the number of runs versus pass. Still only had 54 plays, way below what the number they would like to run. But there was balance, and the big plays returned. And as I said, it wasn't quite close enough. Devontae Adams explained to me, too, after the game, when I asked him about not only his 55-yard touchdown catch in the third quarter, but a couple of key missed opportunities after some Pittsburgh turnovers.
4: Film studies, just knowing based off how they, how they play in certain situations. And I guess, um, you know, we they played the exact covers that we wanted, had a, had a great look, and brought through a great ball.
1: A couple of series, though, where you got some takeaways and <coughs> capitalized.
4: Yeah, those hurt. Those hurt. we got to capitalize, especially against a high-powered team like that. you got to make sure you put as many points on the board as possible.
1: That's what McCarthy was thinking with the field goal thing. We need points. Points. Get points right, when you can. Right, right. Well, that's a tall order. That was a tough kick, no question. Hey, about Jamal Williams. He's taking the low hold of the lead back roll now. Ran for 66, caught four balls for 69 more, including that 54-yard screenplay touchdown. Did he know it was going the distance right when he caught it?
4: No. no, I give thanks to Corey, because <laughs> if Corey didn't make that block, uh, Shady's definitely would have got me, but, you know, after that, you know, I seen it open, I seen it was overplaying, and I just seen Phil, and I was just trying to get to the end
1: zone. He got to the end zone twice with the run late as well, and it's 14-6, and I'm going, all right, they came to play. This is going to be a game.
2: Absolutely. It really seemed like. They, the moment was not too big, and Pittsburgh was just going to continue to make those mistakes. And if you could continue to capitalize, who knows what could have happened. You know, it's really nice with Jamal Williams' last couple of weeks. Now you're starting to see Aaron Jones once he gets healthy. Jamal Williams, maybe that maybe one-two punch. Maybe there's
1: a bright little future at the running back Looks spot like with you those kids, may maybe. have hit on a couple of those picks. All right, maybe. Yeah, defense turned the Steelers over three times. Demarius Randall's pick set up that Williams' first score. And it was his team leading fourth of the season.
0: I just try to do whatever
4: I can to, to just get a team to spark. And, I mean, uh, and, uh, I was right here to, to create turnovers. And, I mean, uh, that's just what I try to do.
1: And he's doing it quite well ever since quite he got benched for the fair game, and that right. uh,
2: he's turned it around since then. Has made some plays. Another one of those situations that could have snowballed negatively for a player, and he's bounced back and is contributing every week. That's I think good to he see. channeled
1: it the right way. Yeah, I There's think no so too. about it.
2: Yeah, uh, but while they made some plays, they gave up a bunch too.
1: Randall said the guys we talked about—Roethlisberger, Brown, and Bell—were a little too much.
4: Oh, I mean uh, all of those are great great players. I mean uh on out the backfield. I mean Brown can obviously catch a lot of passes. Uh, I mean Big Ben. I mean uh, I mean uh, just hats off to him. I mean uh, they just play their ass off, tonight.
1: All right, sorry about that, kids, but yeah, they did. Uh, they, they're pretty good. I mean, Bell and Brown combined for 352 yeah. yards of offense. Just those two guys. And they had what, 462 yeah. total? Yeah, Antonio had 10 oh. for a buck 69 in the scores, and that, yeah, ridiculous 25 yard sideline grab to set up the game winning kick. And afterwards, he said, you know what? This is only win number nine for us.
4: Today was just one game. Um, it's a long way to go. Uh, we got a lot more football left. Uh, we're going to do what we desire to do. Oh, we're going to have to keep getting better and uh, keep coming to play.
1: Yeah, he can come to play, that's for sure. Good dancer, good receiver. Good dancer. Although he did his press conference at the <laughs> stadium last night with two kids, one on each arm, yeah. and one of them had a terrible cold Aww. and was just hacking yeah. throughout the whole thing. And if I'm a TV guy looking for sound bites, I don't want his three-year-old coughing <laughs> incessantly. It was unbelievable. How dare you, sir,
2: bring your children to work? Yeah, I'm not a
1: big fan of that. But anyway, <laughs> guy's a pretty good player. Well... All right, so they sit at five at six, and they're looking up at eight teams in the NFC, and they've got only five games left to go. McCarthy
3: asked how his boys are going to respond to the Steel City heartbreak. Oh, I mean, look, look, look—the way you know you perceive the going into the game. So, you know, I think the way we reacted tonight is the way we'll react tomorrow. You know, I mean, this team's got great fight. Um, they work, they work hard. Um, our young guys are playing a lot, so. But we we need to win. We've got six losses now, so it's about being Tampa Bay. Yeah, they gotta be Tampa Bay. They on to gotta Tampa
1: be Bay. Cleveland and maybe, just maybe Aaron Rodgers could return. For that plated screwed collarbone looked pretty good. I don't did they show any video of him warming yes. up before
2: it, the ballgame? That video that was circulating almost shut down the internet. He wasn't That's just, all anyone was he wasn't just tossing a little it, yeah.
1: bullpen session. He was 54-yarders look pretty good. Sure. <laughs> so we will see. And it seems to me they were five and six a year ago, right? Ah. And the table was set. I see what you're getting at. Yeah. You know, and it also no one's seems made that prediction me, And it yet. also seems to me that McCarthy's one of his best lines ever. We're nobody's underdog. Yeah. 2010, which turned out to be a pretty good year. I remember. They it. were floundering about. In fact, we're six and six at that point. And they went to New England with Matt Flynn as yes. a double-digit underdog and played a very inspired game. Didn't win the game. But it propelled them from that point forward so that game helped get Matt Flynn paid a lot of money Yeah, about 12 mil. Out of Seattle, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so are there any parallels to be drawn only? If they channel it and start getting time winning tell. results yeah. It was a tough one, but a fun one last night They fall to the Steelers and now we got the Buccaneers coming to town and speaking of the Buccaneers coming to town We're gonna give away a couple of tickets tonight for that Packers-Tampa Bay game. For somebody here tonight, from our friends at Robinson's Heating and Cooling, one of our fine sponsors on the show, American Metal Roost, Diamonds and Gold, Nicolay Bank, also a part of it. We welcome our listeners in Wausau and Sheboygan, and we welcome you, of course, to the
2: Stadium View, one of the great venues in the entertainment
1: Limbo District.
2: Great food specials all week long, drink specials, and obviously this is the place to be on Packers Home Game Sundays. You're here before, a few hours before, you're There's here after two a few left. hours. Two left. Band. Drink specials, ton of fun here at the stadium. View. All right, so come on down and
1: enjoy. When we come back, you're going to meet Justin McCray of the Packers offensive line. Fifth quarter returns to the view right after this timeout.
0: We now return you to the fifth quarter, live from the Stadium View Bar and Grill. Here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z. Woo-hoo!
1: All right, welcome back, everybody. Packers fall to the Steelers. You know, they haven't won in Pittsburgh since 1970. Yeah, that was Bradshaw's rookie year. That was a pretty good draft, 69-70 and 70 for Chuck Nolan and the Steel Curtain. And they were all there last night. They had a big thing about uh, honoring their uh, Hall of Honors. A uh, bunch of guys from the uh, 70 Dynasty teams uh, were there as well, introduced at yeah. time. A lot of history in that town. It's a great football city, but it was a tough football night for the Packers. They fall by a field goal at the gun. But to talk about it tonight, we welcome our special guest. He is a first-year player out of Central Florida. But you know what? Instead of having me describe what's been a whirlwind season and football career for our guest, I thought you'd kind of like to hear what Mike McCarthy recently said about one Justin McRae.
3: If I was going to give out a, you know, an MVP award, I mean, he'd definitely be in the conversation. So, I mean, I, you know, I'm not that I'm really into those types of things, footballs or something, but he's, he's a young man that you just love his approach from day one. He has, you know, always has a smile on his face. You know, he's He's wicked, tough. Um, he's gnarly, just the way he goes about it. He's a lot more athletic, and I think people realize uh, his ability to play with bend and to pop in his body. But to play at that many positions um, and just, you know, I, I think s- says so much about him. And it says, you know, it says a lot about that offensive line room and the way they help each other, they get each other ready, and um, just really proud of the way he's gone about. It. He's earned everything that he's, you know, every opportunity he's been given here, and he's he's taken full advantage of it. I guess he has. From Central Florida, by way of a couple of practice squads, to the Arena
1: lead to the Green Bay Packers, to a starter on, what, three positions on the offensive line this season? Throughout the course of the year, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Justin McCray to the Stadium View. Hello, Justin. How you doing? How you doing? Kind words from the coach. MVP.
4: Yeah, he was being nice. (laughs) He's being nice.
1: But what a year it's turned out to be. Uh, You could have never expected...
4: This no, I came uh, came in here in uh, in April and just just wanted an opportunity to you know show what I could do, and uh, a lot came from it. A lot came from
1: it, like um, gee, injuries to Malaga, to Maktiari, uh, across the line, and suddenly you're thrust in. Uh, what has been the most demanding part of trying to play right guard, left tackle, right tackle, all in the course of a season in a matter of really four or five weeks?
4: Um, just, just, um, just knowing who you're going up against the different body types, different, uh, different athletes, you know, from switching from going from tackle to guard is you play a little more athletic guys outside than you do uh, when you're at guard. But, um, our coaches and stuff do a really good job of, uh, helping me with film study and, uh, just getting me ready for what, what I'm going to be doing on Sundays. And you were dealing with an ankle injury heading into last night's game. How's that doing? I'm feeling good now. Okay. I'm you're good. moving around pretty good,
1: but yeah. Jason got the start. hmm and I thought he gave a pretty good accounting of himself. Over oh yeah, there. Jason played great. I was really, really happy for him. About that game, I mean, how, what was it like coming back from that? Um, are you guys angry? Or are you just it's, it's, at all encouraged
4: by some of the things you were able to do? I mean, uh, it's just tough. You know, we we uh, we go out and practice every week. We practice really hard. Uh, everybody made plays. The offense made plays. Defense made plays. And it just uh, just sucks we don't get you know come on, come home with a victory after that one.
1: You know what everybody was saying after that Baltimore game. It was not a good performance. Mm-hmm. You're going into Pittsburgh. Oh, uh, you know, it's not. But uh, some happened last week, I think, in the locker room, and probably from Mike McCarthy going back to his hometown, that got you guys on that edge required. Mm-hmm. What, what was it like last week preparing for the Steelers? You obviously had confidence in the plan because you carried it out to a large degree and
4: almost pulled off a really big win. We just uh... – you know, we knew going into it that we wouldn't have a uh, lot, of, lot of the um, same support, you know, just after the, we laid the egg uh, versus the uh, Baltimore. So we just, you know, riding together and um, just practiced as hard as we could, you know, bought into the plan and um, try to put out a good show on stage. And Sunday. it's
1: almost better when you go out on the road after a game like that, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, because it's just the 53 of us and maybe a few cheeseheads in the stands. There yeah. so were a pretty good number of Packer fans there. But really, it is us against the world mm-hmm. in
4: a situation like that. So we've got to count on – each other yeah definitely um we know uh we know every week going in that uh we can't count on anybody else we can count on each other the 46 guys dressing and the 53 guys in the practice squad that are there so we know uh we can lean on each other for things like that so cam it's no surprise to you to see brett Hundley finally connect and make it some big plays at last i
1: mean it just looks like you know it was a couple of steps forward then a step back but to respond the way he did had to be really good to see
4: yeah i think the world of Brett. uh Brett works as hard as anybody else in the building first one in last one out um takes a lot takes a lot of pride in what he does so i knew uh going into the game he'd have a good one
1: and he did have a good one
4: 17 and 26 for
1: 245
4: and three scores his
1: passer rating was 30 points better than ben roethlisberger but again not enough see
2: Mark kind of went over a little bit of your journey to the NFL, getting into regular season action. What was the toughest part for you from 2014 until now?
4: Um, just, uh, you know, continuing to work, work out with my brother and just not hearing anything. We weren't a, I was just working at a hotel and just working out and putting in long days and not really getting any good feedback back. Um, so it was just, uh, you know, keeping the faith that something would happen eventually.
2: Yeah, you were a bellman at a resort in Orlando, right? Yeah, uh, Westgate. You must be the biggest bellman to ever
4: work yeah. <laughs> at a resort. 6'3, 300 plus pounds. Yeah, uh, Jordan and I both worked there, my twin brother, so we were, uh, we definitely uh, stuck out a little bit. Yeah. And Jordan was here for a spell. Yeah, he, uh, he was here when I went to Tennessee in 2014. He was here. And he was here
1: then, and uh, did he tell you anything about this place or? What this he did this tell team me, means to this town and that kind of thing?
4: He did tell me the fans were, fans were great. You know, um, he said uh, about camp that that uh, and family night was one of the main things he told me about. He told me that seventy thousand people showed up for a practice, and I didn't I didn't believe it. But uh, they, they were there. They
1: definitely were. They, there. were there. <laughs> they were there. They were there. So out of Central Florida, undrafted Tennessee Titans, right? Mm-hmm. The first to call, in yep. a practice squad there, mm-hmm. and then released, and out of football for a year. Mm-hmm. At that point. How hard was it to think?
4: I may not get another opportunity. Um, I tried not to think about it. You know, I was I was back at back at home with uh, Jordan and uh, and my parents. Um, but they were you know really supportive. You know, they, they told us you know to keep working out, keep chasing our dreams. That we were young, so we, you know we kept doing that until we got a call from um, the Orlando Predators uh, about a year later, and then we went and played arena football. How was that? It was really fun. Uh, just. Uh, it's a lot, lot more banging, I feel like, because I played a fullback, which is essentially a glorified lineman, but it's like running ISO 60 plays a game. So <laughs> it was a, it's a, little, it's a, little, it's a little wear and tear on your body, but I like oh. it a lot. Yeah.
1: I think we may have something here. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> Why not?
2: Why not? So while you were with the Predators, what were you focusing on specifically as a player to help you get back to the NFL?
4: Um, I just made sure that, um, you know, I was doing things outside of the, you know, outside of arena football just because the techniques are a little different. So I was just making sure Jordan and I were just doing things that would correlate back to the outdoor game and um, just, you know, going back to UCF after uh, practices and things like that and working on things like that.
2: That must have been a lot of fun for you. You played with your twin brother Jordan at UCF, yeah. but mm-hmm. then to be able to reunite playing the arena league, that must have been a lot of fun for
4: you guys. Yeah, that was dope. It, um, Jordan played. Uh, tight end, which is also a glorified uh, lineman. He he actually had a, a lot more success in the Arena League than I did. He scored touchdowns, and it was, uh, <laughs> it was pretty cool to, cool to play with Jordan again, though.
1: And I'm sure, yeah, what is it, three, uh, it's really three linemen, right? Mm-hmm. S- is it seven?
4: It's, uh, S- it's uh, seven uh, aside? Eight, play, eight players uh, oh, aside, yeah, right. and uh, Three linemen and a fullback, but the fullback is a lineman. Is a big lineman yeah. as well.
2: And you have an older brother, Cliff, right?
4: Yeah. He, he played he, at UCF. Was he there at the same time as you guys were? He was He was there um, my freshman and, our freshman and sophomore year, so we played uh, two years with him. So what how, position was he? He was a
2: lineman as well. So you had three linemen in your household growing up. Yeah. Bro- what was the uh, grocery <laughs> bill like for your parents? Uh, enormous. Uh, yeah? We, uh,
4: how much food did you guys go through? We went through a lot. I, I remember uh, – Um, my mom telling us that we go through three or four gallons of milk a week um, just in the house but uh it was uh, We had a big BJ's card, uh, you know, buy a bunch of stuff in bulk, and was, my mom made it work.
0: Buy <laughs> in bulk.
1: That is the way to go. There's no question about that. Justin McCray, our guest tonight, as he has uh, made his mark on this Packer offensive line in a variety of ways. A real feel-good story for Justin. We're going to take a timeout, come back and more, and we'll uh, look ahead to the Buccaneer game. A little more on last night's uh, loss to the Steelers.
0: Get some medical news as well. Don't go away. Fifth
1: quarter returns after this timeout.
0: We now return you to the fifth quarter, live from the Stadium View Bar and Grill. Here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z. All right,
1: Woo! welcome back, everybody. Packers off the loss to the Steelers. The Bucks coming to town. Hey, bring back the old days when they were a member of the old black and blue division. Remember that? Long time back, right? NFC yeah. North was oh, a sure. for years. In fact, the game, what, December 3rd is this Sunday? It was December 1st to 85, the Snowball. How many went to the Snowball game? Yeah. huh? Snowball. 19,000 made it to that game. Packers mm-hmm. won 21 to nothing. Ask Steve Young about it sometime.
2: The forecast right now for Sunday is 45 degrees. Yeah, well, it ain't going
1: to happen. It will much. not be a
2: snowball repeat. I think it was 14 inches of snow that day.
1: Yikes. In 85. That's crazy. I did make it on my wife's Monza. I couldn't get there. My car got stuck getting out of the driveway, but her little Chevy Monza plowed through the snow and made it to that bunker. Anyway, Tampa Bay, the opponent this Sunday. And we got to get a hot play of the day from that game against the Steelers. You know how it works. Robinson Heating and Cooling will give you a prize tonight if you guess correctly the hot play of the day. And you'll get qualified for the grand prize at the end of the year. A pair of indoor club seats to that Packers-Vikings rematch on December 23rd. They're lined up for the hot play. got a couple to choose from tonight.
2: What's your guess? Uh, Jamal Williams screen pass for a touchdown. Love
1: that Jamal Williams screen pass for a touchdown. Fifty four a yarder, but yeah, process of elimination will probably have to wind it down. Classic Daniels
2: you. tease. I know
1: I'm gonna i t- I'm gonna ask Justin about that play. That was really well executed. Great timing on the call as well. But nope, not it.
2: <laughs> Alright, what's your guess? Devontae Adams Touchdown
1: We gotta go to a guy That's been making A lot of hot plays All season long Yes The hottest play Among many Came in the opening series Of the third quarter When the Packers Went deep to push Back into the lead
3: Little bit less than Three yards to go. football To the 45 Of the Packers
0: From the shotgun Rybkowski to the right side Of the quarterback Hundley Slot left Hunley takes play action, looks, goes down the right sideline, got got his man out there, over the shoulder, catch is made, cutting left, Devontae Adams, to the 10 to the 5, to the end zone, touchdown!
1: Devontae from 55, that's our hot play of the day, who's our winner? Ted. Ted, you're in, congrats, we only got a couple of weeks left to get qualified, give you another chance with our cold play of the day in a couple of moments. Justin McRae, our special guest, how about Central Florida? I'm a Wisconsin guy, Central Florida guy. We represent the last two unbeaten's in the uh, football playoff subdivision. Glad to be glad to be a part of that club, huh? So, is there any way they could meet for the
4: college championship? (sighs) In a battle of unbeaten's? I would I would hope so, but uh, we rank we're uh, we're pretty far back. Yeah, you're still in the teens, right? Yeah, I think we're twelve right now. All right, all right. It uh, I think it would take a lot for us to jump all the way from twelve to four. That's too bad, uh, because it's hard to win. Yeah, I don't basically. care who you're playing, and I know the Badgers
1: got knocked for their lack of strength of schedule, but... They've been doing it, though. They've been doing it. 31 nothing over the Ghosts. They get Ohio State Saturday night for the Big Ten title game.
2: How did you end up at Central
4: Florida? Why Central Florida? Um, my older brother was there. Um, uh, he told the coaches about uh, Jordan and I being there, and we got a scholarship offer, and yeah. that was the only offer, so... That's what we went. Just made sense. Deal. Yeah. Package
1: deal, right? <laughs> yep.
4: not, much.
2: you got to take one. You got to take the other. Take us both, man. <laughs> so <laughs> you guys protected Blake Bortles, mm-hmm. Latavius Murray. Yeah. Do you still watch them? Do you still follow their careers? Oh pretty yeah, definitely.
4: I talked to uh, talked to Blake often. Talked to Tay often. We are uh, in the off season. We know we're um, once or twice. We're all usually there uh, in Orlando for whatever reason, and we uh, we hang out and stuff like and that. And I'll see
1: Tavius twice a year.
4: Yeah, um, definitely. Um, Hope I wish them luck every game except for. Except yes. When uh
2: when you're watching their games, do you still get that protective feeling as a lineman? Like, hey, those are my boys. Don't be hitting them so hard. You know, do you get a little bothered by that sometimes? uh, Every game except when uh, when When you're playing. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Then you want to see them go down. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That makes sense.
1: Hey, about some of those plays, That's screen pass. That was a great call. Beautiful. Uh, awesome timing more on the More screens,
2: tell coach McCarthy, more screens. You know passes.
1: they've been running some, but they've not been executing. Yeah, they haven't completely. been executing. I mean, yeah. the flip would be a little off. Uh this you know, the get out wouldn't mm. be quite right. There's a lot to that and I know you guys work you do whole periods on just screens yep. and draws, don't you at yep. practice? Yep. Every um, week.
4: Yeah, and um definitely paying off now. That uh the screen was a great call. Um executed great. Uh, had a Great block, Lane had a great block, and there was a lot of feel for Jamal to finish. all kinds
1: of running room on that one for sure. Um, but again, I like the plan. Mike obviously wanted to run and
4: establish the run. What do you think of the two young backs? Um, I've, all of our backs are really good. I think, uh, you know, Jamal stepping up, um, for Aaron, Aaron is a great back. Um, Ty is good when he's in there as well. No, uh, Devontae had struggled. Um, Against the Ravens, but I still think he's a, a really good back, just has to get some confidence and get some more Yeah, that was there. a
1: tough day for him, that's for sure I thought he was going to get a couple of carries, but now we see Randall, come on third and one shovel passes God. <laughs> <laughs> That one we can throw out right? Let's just throw that one out. Yeah. Not a big fan of that play at all, but nonetheless uh, but it was a tough game against the Steeler defense and the Buccaneers are coming up as Justin McCray is our guest tonight
4: here on the fifth quarter. So Growing up, were you a multi-sport guy? Um, my first sport, actually, I played nine years. I played uh, soccer. Um, there were weight limits for, uh, for football growing up, so we would have been six and seven, probably playing with 11 and 12-year-olds. My dad didn't think that was a good idea, so we played soccer growing up. Um, high school, I did uh, track, wrestling, and football. You had to be the biggest kid on the pitch. Yeah, soccer. Yeah, definitely. Um, they didn't get in much. I, probably, I think I scored one goal in nine years. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Definitely ran a lot in practice, though, so I guess it helped out a little bit. You didn't get in much as a soccer player? Uh, no, nah, the game was a little too fast. I was tired too quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is a lot of running. They say it's, you know, five to ten miles of running a game on yeah, average. No, it, That's, it wasn't for
1: me. Not for you. <laughs> not for you.
2: <laughs> so, with all the positions you've played on the offensive line this year, which one's your favorite? What do you prefer? Um,. Whatever gets you the start. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> really?
4: Where, wherever I can play the most at, I'm, I'm cool with that, honestly. But
1: watching you through camp, I thought you were far more suited to play the interior,
4: mm-hmm. you know, as yeah. a guard. No, definitely, because I, I that's majority of what I played in college. And uh, I played a little bit of tackle in college, but not not nearly as much as guard. So we're,
1: I don't want to say freaked or spooked that all of a sudden you've got to go out and play
4: tackle. I mean, it got
1: it dangerously
4: was, thin here for a while. Yeah, it was a... Uh, well, going into the Atlanta game, um, I guess someone remembered that I played a little uh, tackle in college, and uh, we started, you know, getting some practice at it and um, winning, winning a game with it. How so, hard?
2: Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, how hard is that for a guy who is mainly a guard? You played the interior so much in college. How hard is that for you to make that transition to the outside?
4: Um, it's, it's more just you know getting getting your technique right. Um, Coach Camp and Coach Blasco were working with me a lot. You know, even when we had off time during practice. Just working on my sets and getting out of my stance, and just put, it's, just pretty much putting in a little more extra work than you usually do. And how did the offensive line room
1: kind of keep it together when, I
4: think through the first
1: eight weeks you started eight different combinations?
4: Um, just uh, everybody was just uh, you know pulling together, you know watching more film together. The more the more you know your opponent, the the better you're suited for uh, for the game and. Uh, just uh, just making sure that everybody communicated well during you the game. You kind of
1: threw out the adage that we got to have five guys practice a lot together to really be a cohesive unit. Yeah, you guys were patching it together Sunday to Sunday, but still, you know, trying to hang in there and get things done.
4: Yeah, that's just uh, that's a uh, commend the, the older guys in the room. You know, with Brian, Dave, you know, even Lane and Corey, especially Jari. Just uh, just knowing what it takes, you know, to go out weekend and week out and uh, play at a high level, and just trying to get us, in you know, to follow suit.
1: Yeah, we had Jerry here uh, as a guest a couple of weeks ago. He's been a really good yeah. locker room influence. Has yeah, Jerry's awesome. Man. Talk he, about a little bit about just how much he passes along his expertise, his knowledge, and, and everything about the pro game to so many young
4: guys. He's uh, I mean, he's been doing it twelve years now, and um, he's just able to you know tell us young guys you know things that might not work for him, but he sees how we play and things that might work, you know, are better suited for each of us. And I mean, he, he takes all of us under his wing. Anybody who has a question about um, watching film or, you know, different techniques that he uses or may not use, he always has a good answer for us. Yeah,
2: it works. He's been a big positive.
4: Considering your journey from 2014 to
2: now, how special was week two for you, Atlanta, when you make your first start on offense?
4: Uh, it was a dream come true, pretty much. I mean, I had been working so hard you know just to get back in the the nfl and to actually be playing and then be sunday night against a you know pretty good opponent i mean you can't you can't uh you can't draw it up any better than that
2: were you on the phone the night before with your brother your parents talking to them just kind of
4: i talked to jordan probably three four hours a day anyway yeah uh, i definitely was you know talking to him um and all he's doing is just boosting me up you know you know giving me confidence and things like that. You're,
1: just, you're such a soft-spoken guy. What where does McCarthy where do you get the anger from and you're angry He called you
4: wicked. Yeah, wicked on that. Um I mean I'm a, I guess I'm just a different guy on the on the field, you know, just try to think about all the things I've been through and how I'm not trying to go back there and you know, the only way to do that is to keep you're playing. You're not going back there anytime soon.
1: I will tell you that. Yeah. That is for sure, Justin McRae, our guest tonight. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll turn our attention toward the Buccaneers team. We don't see all that often. Don't go away. We're going to look for a cold play winner. When we return to the fifth quarter, live from the stadium view, right after this.
0: We now return you to the fifth quarter, live from the stadium view, bar and grill. Here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z. All right, welcome back, everybody. Justin
1: McRae, our guest tonight. Good guy. Black Knight from Central Florida joining us this evening. Hey, we got to get a cold play of the day. We already had a hot play winner. Robinson will give you the prize for the cold play, and you'll get qualified for that Viking game at the end of the year. Boy, they lined up quick for this
2: one. The cold play of the day. Roxanne is up first. What's Rox-san. your guess? The one that shouldn't have happened in the first place was Mason Crosby's missed field goal. The
1: 57-yard Ooh. field goal. Yeah, that was chilly, but you <sighs> know what? They were still in the ballgame. Yeah. They were still in the ballgame. They were leading at the time. You
4: lose.
1: Sorry, Roxanne. You don't have to put up the... All right. All right. Scott, uh, Scott uh, what's your guess? Line. Uh, last second field goal to win the game. They were put on ice with the final play yes. of the game. It was downright chilly. Yes. Settle the game. Chris Boswell hitting the 53-yard walk-off field goal. Let's hear from him. I know I hit it good. It was just, it was an ugly kick. Uh, it was knuckleball, but I mean, it hung in there and went through. That's all that matters. It's all that matters. Wobbled it through. He knuckled it through. You know, that was the second longest field goal ever made at Heinz Field. I thought it was 54, but I'm not positive. But McCarthy didn't know the record either, because when he was asked about right. the Mason thing, he said, I'm not into records. I don't <laughs> care about that. Trying to win a ball game. Uh, yeah, million decisions in a game you know and that was one that gets that's getting a lot of talk mm-hmm. obviously going for the field goal there uh, rather than punting and pinning the Steelers deep but hindsight's twenty twenty. Yep. He has a lot of faith in Mason. Yeah. Mason's a great kicker. He is a good kicker but it's been a tough year for him with all of the changes up front with Brett back and and Justin Vogel and all those other things and going on. And if Mason
2: on. makes that kick McCarthy looks like a genius exactly. confidence in his players I mean it it's, it's always that when it comes to a coach's decision. If it goes well, he's a hero. If not, he's the the scapegoat
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with you there. I was just kind of looking back uh, to that miss um, Yeah, early still third quarter uh, and uh, They had a chance after the Martinez interception uh, And then the Bell Brown show took over from there um, and <clears throat> and that's where they uh got it back even at 21 but even with that it is still even long way to go yeah so eh, let's do it so how quickly do you even dive into tampa you haven't probably even caught up on the
4: overnight return trip yet no, uh um, and get we'll, yourself rested yeah we'll definitely start um tomorrow's our a real off day but um most guys usually start diving in the film uh, starting tomorrow a lot of guys come in and uh Gonna lift in and then start watching film.
1: Now you you'll go in and lift, right? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. And then what kinds of things do you start with when you see an opponent that, first of all, you don't see very often? This mm, team
4: hasn't played the Buccaneers for a while. Mm, I just, uh, well, me personally, you know, also learning from Jari, Uh I just usually just look at look through a whole game, the most recent game. Okay. And then um, I'll go I'll go start looking at uh, specific players after that. And then you'll really
1: start zeroing in on specific matchup players exactly. guys you are likely to be blocking yourself. how th- how they play in the fronts exactly things like that yeah.
2: all right so you grew up in Miami live in Miami Yep. best part about Miami why
4: um the weather I get I, I would say um it's been hot really hot lately but uh I guess uh, there's no snow there, so I I, I, I say no Like weather. that a lot, right? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I've been to Miami before, Mark. You've, been, you've obviously been to, yeah, been to. Miami. Yeah, I've been to Miami. I like little Havana. Yeah. I like the the yeah, Cuban the, area the, of there, Miami. Yeah. Love really good it. good food. <laughs> Great food. So you and your your twin brother Jordan, did <laughs> you guys ever do like any classic
4: twins hijinks as kids? Um, we used to get in trouble a lot for uh, for switching classes until uh, yes. Um, my mom, you know, she got fed up with it and ended up. Uh, in the sixth grade putting us all in the same classes so from sixth grade till I graduated high school I had Jordan sitting right next to me in class so. but before we that really, you guys would really just switch classes yeah, just, go we would just uh switch classes um you know fool as many people as we could and I mean we every now and then we had a teacher or two that was really uh really looking looking forward because my mom you know told on us <laughs> so we um, got back and you're we, but, yeah um, you're yeah. busted yeah pretty much how many times did you get away with it before your mom just put an end to it um it, up, upwards of ten yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. it was a common thing with it you was guys. a common thing it was like a it's like a Friday thing sort of <laughs> were you guys were you guys twins that dressed the same yeah up until uh um all, probably all through elementary school but we yeah. had we had uniforms and things like that oh anyway, sure so we pretty much dressed alike. But once we started getting out of the uniforms, we, we started veered away from that.
2: With the three brothers at home, how competitive were you guys amongst each other? Was everything a competition at home?
4: Um, yeah, Cliff was, a, Cliff was a lot better athlete than, than we were uh, early on. But uh, between me and Jordan, we were always racing, um, seeing who could do the most push-ups. Unfortunately, seeing who could eat the most—that's probably why we're so big now.
2: (laughs) um, Listen, if your mom's gonna buy the food, someone's gotta eat it. Yeah,
4: don't let it go to waste. Exactly. uh, Just kidding. But uh, there's a lot of competition around the house.
1: So, what else do you guys do, or what do you do now, just to kind of get away from the game and uh,
4: relax? Um, I'm a big movie guy. Usually, um, I go to to Marcus Bay almost every Tuesday. Go catch catch a movie or something. Really? Yeah. um, What was the last movie you saw? Saw Thor. So uh, good, right? Yeah, I really like that movie. Awesome movie. Awesome. Um, well, this is the movie guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, I'll definitely try and probably go over there tomorrow, too, as well. Do you
2: go to the animated movies at all? Yeah, yeah. Go
4: see Coco. Coco.
2: Wow. Oh, my goodness. I cried multiple times.
0: <laughs> oh, it was so
2: good. Such a good movie. Go see Coco. I'm going to check
4: that out tomorrow. Yeah, that one's a lot of fun.
2: <laughs> really, really good. So who was your favorite athlete or favorite player growing up?
4: Um... I like Barry Sanders a lot. I, thought yeah. I, I mean, I was young. I, I didn't know any better. I thought I was going to be a running back when I played football. So, uh, I was a really big fan of Barry Sanders.
2: You didn't know that 300 pounds was in your future? No, I didn't know that. that, no, didn't yeah. know that yeah. <laughs> well, that's a good choice. I
1: love Barry Sanders.
2: Yo, that's great. Um, what's
4: your first football memory? Um, probably uh, I started playing in ninth grade. My first ever play was on kick return. Um... My dad made it. My dad was my high school coach as well, so he, he put us on the, the the kick return line in practice for for the varsity team, and it, it didn't uh didn't quite end in too well. So, remember <laughs> remember thinking, uh, is this sport really for me, or am I just gonna go do wrestling? But uh, my dad told me to stick it out and end up working, I guess.
2: Why didn't it end so well?
4: Uh, I got ran over. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought I thought uh you know I was I was probably about two sixty at the time, and I thought you know just getting in the way of somebody would be enough, but uh. He uh, he definitely didn't care how big I was. So, what is one or
2: two things that Packers fans would be surprised to learn about you? Like a hidden talent,
4: unique hobby, something like that. Um, up until up until I didn't play until ninth grade, so but Jordan and I always played catch. So I could I could probably throw about sixty yards. All right. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, and that's about it, man. Not much to you... me. Do the coaches know you can throw about 60 yards? Um, Me and Rich Rich had a a competition once throwing throwing the ball, and he he can throw a lot farther than I, but I guess they might have seen it that day. That would be a unique wrinkle to kind of work into the offense. (laughs) Yeah, really. Uh, I can throw 60 yards. I don't know where it's going to land. Right. right. Listen, you can can work on accuracy. You've got the arm strength. (laughs) We can
2: work on that.
1: Just checking for uh, any updates. Mike McCarthy went to the podium uh, about 20 minutes ago, and I'm just kind of scrolling up to see if there's any other news. Uh, you were, you know, you had just about everybody back on offense uh, except Ty Montgomery in that game yesterday. But uh, no Clay Matthews, no Kenny Clark on defense, and uh, just wanted to see if uh, there was any updates so far. Haven't found it just yet, but uh, uh, chance to kind of. Make one last push here, Justin, before we uh, let you go. And that, mm. uh, like we said, it was uh, five and six last year. And can they go ten and six? Well, yeah, you have five left.
4: Yeah. And ten and six should still be enough. Yeah, we um, we definitely believe it in in uh, you know in, uh, in locker room. So um, that's what, that's the goal for right now. But just
1: yeah,
4: boy, you really need some positive reinforcement in the yeah. worst way right now. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I know um, you know we'll put our heads down. We'll keep working hard, and, and you know uh, good things will come from it.
1: Yeah, no, I think take will a little too. All
2: right, before we let you go, tis the season. What's the best Christmas gift you've ever
4: gotten? Hmm. When we were five, I got a dog named Brutus. Oh, a dog. Yeah. What was the dog's name? Brutus. Brutus. What, Brutus. what kind of dog was it? A Rottweiler. Oh. Yeah, he was That's awesome. a great name for a Rottweiler. Yeah, he was awesome. I uh, thought he was a human, but he was, he was pretty cool. He, uh... He lived until my junior year in high school. Oh wow! Yeah, that's a good life. Yeah, he was around a a long time. That's awesome. What's What's the uh, worst Christmas gift you ever got? Uh, um, I got an edible arrangement once
0: (laughs) for Christmas.
4: Yeah. How old were you? Uh, thirteen. Who did you get it from? My uncle. Your uncle? Yeah.
2: Did your mom just not pass along your Christmas list? I mean, uh, how yeah. did
4: you end up with an edible well, arrangement? It was, uh, I mean, Jordan got one too. And, okay. Uh, so I guess it was just something he thought we, maybe thought we needed more fruit in our life, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Working some fruit, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Balance the
1: diet, yeah. balance the diet. Hey, friends of the uh, fifth quarter, receive a gift certificate from our friends at Diamonds and Gold, one of the fine jewelers in Green Bay. You'll find them over on Central Drive in the village of Alloway. Split it with Jordan, and we'll call it even, right? <laughs> right. All right. Get the ankle Cannot completely. be redeemed for yeah. edible r-
2: arrangements. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't
1: redeem it for edible arrangements. Get the ankle right. Uh, get the boys fired up, and uh, let's see if you guys can't get a stretch drive started here to uh, keep this thing interesting as we work our way in December. We'll do. All right, Justin McCray, it was a pleasure having you come on board. The fans love getting a chance to. To meet you, and we'll see you soon. Best of luck. We're going to take a timeout when we come back. We're sending somebody to the Packers and Buccaneers, and we'll have some other NFL news and notes when we close it down right after this timeout.
0: We now return you to the fifth quarter, live from the Stadium View Bar and Grill. Here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z. All right,
1: couple of notes. Welcome back, everybody. Come on, what a good kid, isn't he, Justin McCray? Soft-spoken, yeah. really uh, he is different Wicked. when he does play, and uh, he has played great for this Packer team with such long odds stacked against him to get on the uh, field and be an NFL starter. Amazing story. Uh, notes from Mike McCarthy's press conference on the field goal attempt. Still backing the decision to go for it. Yeah, We needed another point. Uh, we needed more points, and he said, I'm more bothered by the plays on the drive leading up to it. They were first to 10 at the 31, don't forget. Right. And yep. they got sacked, didn't get much, got sacked, pushed him back. And he went for the field yeah, goal. Yeah, really
2: shouldn't have been in that situation. And it, from a fan's perspective, we're screaming at the TVs. We're questioning that decision. Why wouldn't you just punt? But... The coach isn't going to put his player in a position to fail, right? I mean, he he believes that Mason can make that. They said during the pregame he was hitting from fifty five that side of the field, yeah. You know, with a couple extra yard length, Mason's capable of that. Yeah, I think so. It just looks awful, also because the kick was just bad.
1: It was bad. The snap was a little high for Mister Goode. Yes, yeah, just it wasn't a good
2: operation. All right, bad
1: Um, execution. Guess who could start practicing this week? Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. The six weeks are up. Uh, Mike McCarthy did say uh, he's ahead of all of the benchmarks in his rehabilitation, but don't get too crazy about uh having him (laughs) practice this week and getting on the field uh but no other updates on any of the injury news kevin king's shoulder bothered him again in and out of the game yesterday uh he's gonna have to get that fixed i do want to mention real quick again uh i'm glad you guys come out here every monday night but you can watch the fifth quarter uh on the green and gold fan zone or facebook page or the fifth quarter show page anytime you want highlight clips full shows listen to podcasts find about Uh, More about our upcoming player guests, and all you got to do is text fifth quarter to 79489, and we will send you there immediately. Fifth quarter podcast can also be heard on iTunes and Stitcher as well.
2: Great way to to do it. Keep up
1: to date. All right, the Buccaneers, four and seven. Hey, a team below them in the (laughs) NFC race.
2: Don't overlook Uh, them. Don't overlook them. All right, be careful.
1: Big games this weekend, Vikings and Falcons. That should be a good one. Eagles, Seahawks. So we need the Vikings to win. They're not going to catch them in the north. No, that's not going to happen. Concede the division to those knuckleheads. And we need the Eagles to beat the Seahawks, right, in Seattle. All right. There'll be, well, five losses
2: then. It's doable. The Eagles have a very good shot at doing that. I mean, Seattle's a tough place to play, obviously. Packers know that very well. But Seattle's just so up and down. I agree. Russell Wilson is up and down. I, I I don't know. I don't think that that offense really scares anybody. And what's anybody. with all
1: the fighting yesterday
2: in the yes. NFL? to Tlaib on? and Michael Crabtree. Two nonsensical players to ripping, begin with. Ripping chains off. This goes back to the, I think it was last year, to Tlaib ripped his chain off of his yeah. chest before. I, I don't quite understand how that continues in the NFL. I, I don't either.
1: Uh, and look who's on injured reserve out in Foxborough. Huh. Oh, Marty B. Hey, Marty yeah. Bennett. Yes, I guess the shoulder really hey, is Hey, you got a sore. couple
2: extra paychecks. Jeez, He's man. done. He's what done. A ball. Yeah. What
1: a goofball. All right. We want to send somebody to the Packers and Buccaneers on Sunday from our friends at Robinson's Heating and Cooling. I got a pair of duckets right here. Don't go away. We got more great door prizes. New era hats as well. My collection still has plenty of lids to go before the season's over. But who's going to the ball game? John Borowski. John is going to the ball game. That's it. All right. That's next that's Monday you, night we'll do it again. Packers in Tampa for Matt Z. I'm Mark Daniels. Thanks for coming out, everybody. So long. We'll see you next Monday night.